Hello and welcome to the Drunken Spear Tabletop Gaming Podcast. Today, we are going to talk to Joey, Amber, and Justice about their experience and the last mission that they performed. Okay, so as you guys know, uh, the last mission that you went on for Captain Sig with Priscilla being attacked, that was a direct pull from The Witcher. It's The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt. That game, uh, in the whole quest was inspired from that game. What were your thoughts? It was fine. <laughs> it was fine? Yeah. It was fine. Yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty decent. So... What did you like? Did you find it easy to play or did you find it difficult? I thought it was pretty easy, but I was still uh, super suspicious the yeah, whole man. time. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of in the middle. It wasn't super easy, but it wasn't super hard either. I think it was missing a little bit of combat, though. A little bit of combat. combat. Now, in the game, there's not a lot of combat there either. Unless you guys found the vampire. Now, you guys didn't find the killer. So how do you feel about not finding the killer? I knew who it was. I got to kill two people. I don't care. I know. I quit (laughs) killing the guy that was not the killer. I'm like, you know what? The cops are coming. I'm done. And then uh, somebody still did it. It is snowing. It's snowing crazy out there. Oh, my gosh. Those are big snowflakes. First snowfall of the year. I know. Sorry. It was snowing a little bit. Squirrel in it over Squirrel. Squirrel. Huh. So... Like the it, it isn't combat heavy unless you find the killer. Now the killer it was a higher vampire that would have killed us. Right, so it's he, a good thing we didn't glad. find him. Challenge yeah. <laughs> the the vampire's challenge rating was a thirteen, and your guys's level is a four, four, four. and a half, five. Yeah, four. <coughs> so that is a uh, that would have been a huge challenge in combat. Do you guys think you would have been able to kill him? Probably not. Nope. I have confidence. Confidence. See, I like that. Gaia, Gaia has <laughs> I'm confidence. Not, I'm not accustomed to being able to only do melee attacks. Right. I think I'm going to be hindered in combat for a little bit until I'm used to that. So what were your thoughts when you first heard about Captain Sieg's love interest being attacked? I thought it, it might have been set up. By Captain Sieg himself? Either him or the ring that Storm was involved in. That's what I thought. I thought it was a way for the ring to get us off the boat. But I was way off. Right. Well, I I was there when he came back drunk. So I was thinking maybe he drunkenly fucking beat her too across my mind. See, (laughs) that would be a big suspicion with the way it was laid out. Yeah. Yeah. So what were your thoughts then... Because Captain Sieg was never meant to be a bad character from the beginning. How suspicious have you guys been of him from start to finish? Because he's now moved on. He's headed to his uh, to retirement with his lady. So what, what were your guys' opinions from him from start to finish? I loved him. Like, I don't, I like that character. I don't yeah. want to see him gone. And I trusted him. Right. But coming in from, you know, a different world, I don't know anybody, so. Yeah, I mean, when we first met him, I was very suspicious of him, and then he kind of grew on me, and then I kind of had my suspicions again, but by the end of it, I was, 
I like him. Yeah, he was a good guy. So me personally, when I met him on the ship, he seemed like a very respectable guy. Had no problems with him. And then once he took us to the theater and started treating us in a way that Amira might. Right. I grew extremely suspicious until I saw him with Priscilla again and Priscilla not reacting in any sort of negative way. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. How were your feelings approaching the boat? I mean, when you approached the boat, you were met with hostility. I mean, you had four archers with bows drawn back and arrows on you. They forced you, once they did get permission for you to come aboard, they forced you to strip off all your effects and all your clothing, completely nude. What were your what were your initial thoughts on that? I wasn't sure. I didn't think I was going to die. That's not what was crossed my mind. I just didn't know what was going to happen. I went in there completely with a blank slate. I had no idea. So I didn't okay. have any expectations, honestly. So what you guys, when uh, Oakland and Gaia, when Storm comes busting in, your room and he's just letting it all lay out there on the table what what were your thoughts my bad by the way i thought he was a dumb fuck (laughs) (laughs) i thought uh i i don't know i mean i thought like this guy's busting in our room why the hell are we listening to him like i guess what's going through my mind was just that like here he comes busting in the room and he's like, I'll talk to you. Why the hell should I listen? <laughs> you're here to steal her. Like, you're trying to kidnap someone, and now you want to talk. I'm like, that That made me really suspicious of him, so I didn't want to. Uh, I was having a hard time talking to him. Right. So what were your plans going into that? What caused that abrupt <laughs> entrance in the middle of the night? We've spoken a little bit off podcast on what caused it. Um. I just wanted to get the action going. You kind of put me on the spot. You're like, what do you do? And I'm like, I don't want to be like, I go to sleep (laughs) and and keep waiting and (laughs) making people wonder what's going to happen. So you kind of put me on the spot and I made the hasty decision of hoping Guy would be on the correct side of the bed of where I went in. And unfortunately, she was not. And then Joey, being the uh, experienced D&D player he is, <laughs> kind of <laughs> fucked me over. Locked all the doors around me with his vines or whatever the fuck it was. I just don't know what you was expecting me to do. I ain't going to just sit there and be like, oh, yeah, take I it. was Go expecting ahead. like a fist fight, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> How close was you to, uh, to killing him? Oh, like, I was real close to attacking him, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Real, real close. Like, when I turned into a bear, I had all intentions on attacking. Gaia, you seemed infatuated that you were chosen. So, yeah. what what were your thoughts going on? I was pretty stoked. Yeah? Just because <laughs> you were being chosen? Yeah, I was chosen. Interesting. So, back to the to the quest that is derived from the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Um, so as you arrive, what, and, and you get to the hospital and you go up the steps and you meet with the doctor, what were your thoughts on that doctor? I didn't trust anybody in the situation besides Sieg. Dr. Joachim. Yeah, I, I was immediately, immediately suspicious of the dude. Like I thought he was the guy, he was just 
pointing us in the direction that he wanted us to go, not necessarily like in the right direction. When he said that he was like going through the sewers to check out dead bodies, I'm like, what is going on with this guy? Right. So that was uh that was a little confusing. Yeah, very strange. Yeah. They all had these weird little things that they did that that made me suspicious of them. So th- thoughts, Gaia, Amber? Um, I I don't know. I had mixed feelings. Mixed I feelings. probably had more trust in him than the other two, but that's just my character is yeah. way more trustworthy. Right. So Yeah, with where my character came from and what we had just done, I am suspicious of every single fucking person. Exactly. So yeah, like just about every person. Like the doctor to me, even as as DMing it, was very suspicious. I felt like every character was suspicious. I felt like Sieg was uh, suspicious you know that that's what i loved about this setup because it literally linked everyone to possibly being the attacker except for priscilla herself so i i found that interesting and i knew it was going to be difficult but joey you actually got onto it rather quick when you put the water down for the uh uh hubert i think is his name to walk into to try to get that boot pattern that was really Really smart. You picked up on the heel print deep into the ground. I like that rather well. Well, he was probably my first guess outside of the the priest guy, and then um, or the the reverend. Yeah. So, it, in my mind, it was the reverend, then the coroner, then the doctor. I didn't even really think anything about Sieg. I didn't think that Sieg did it. No. Oh. Um, but. He was probably my second choice, and it, I think that the quest actually pushes you towards the Reverend. Like it, it oh, it, it definitely really does. does make you think it's got to be the Reverend. But and that's why I kind of thought maybe it was the coroner instead. Yeah. So the big thing with that was, if you remember correctly, the coroner and the Reverend they work very close together, so they were very close in proximity. So. It kind of made sense, you know, for him to try to push it off onto the reverend. And and if you get deeper into conversation with him, if you ask the right things, he would tell you a little bit about uh, the reverend and why he he despises it. He doesn't like him. So setting him up was definitely a uh, not an issue for him at all. But so you travel through the sewers and you come up into the morgue. What... How did you guys enjoy that setting? I know what I pictured in my head, and <laughs> me, myself, it wasn't an enjoyable thing. I didn't want to be there. <laughs> right? And that's the way it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be enjoyable. It's kind of supposed to be like, ah, this is not. Have, if you've ever been, like, funeral homes, I don't like going to funeral homes. Anywhere where there's dead people, no thanks. That's not my thing. So did it make you feel uncomfortable? Well, obviously, yeah. when you think of a morgue, it's dark and cold, stainless steel everywhere, yeah. drains in the floor. Right. <laughs> I was more uncomfortable going through the sewer than I was in the morgue, I guess, because I'm thinking like, oh, God, there could be anything in the sewer. And in the morgue, at least I know what's there. It's just a bunch of dead people. <laughs> like, you know, it's bodies, so whatever. It, Right, so... Unless there's zombies or something, then I wasn't too concerned about the morgue. 
So yeah. in, in the actual quest for the game, you actually do run into some like drowners and stuff that's in the bottom. And the doctor tells you that he tries to, he every time he kills them, but there's always more that comes. And th there's a lot of interesting dialogue that was pulled that I didn't use. What are drowners? <coughs> drowners are basically drowned victims that turn into a monster, to my understanding. So, like, people, zombie-type people could have been in the sewers? Kind of, but they're more, like, warped. They're like a monster. It's kind of hard to explain. You'd have to delve into the uh, Witcher lore. So, we're in the morgue uh, doing the autopsy. What was the thoughts on the autopsy? I don't want to touch his dick. Right? Yeah, that was my thoughts, yeah, too. I, I love your comment. Uh, of course, genitals would be an option. Right. But it is... It is, it, it is every single thing, like... It is, in fact, an option in the game as well. So that wasn't Clark's horny mind taking no, over. That was not <laughs> Clark's horny mind taking over. <laughs> I just assume, like, you know, that there's going to be dick and balls <laughs> everywhere. But it did link up because if you guys pushed further and actually found the actual murderer, he would have told you, look at my victims. One was a, 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 a horny dwarf who screwed anything and everything and you know he worshiped false idols and false gods and you, you know so that was kind of interesting in my opinion was you guys like sold immediately on who did it like right off the bat as soon as you did the autopsy i think or was I it was still kind of unclear no i mean i suspected the guy that was sitting there giving the autopsy like but I don't know. I think it was just because he was creepy. Yeah. When yeah, the Reverend came in, I was definitely, yeah, I, that, he was probably my first suspect was the Reverend. Like, as soon as he came in. Like, boom, this guy's the one that did it. Especially since he jumped you for being in there not supposed to. And yeah, like, he was, before I did. he was definitely suspect number one for me. Like, as soon as he came into play, like, I was like, okay, so this guy could definitely be the guy. Yeah, he seemed like the weirdest guy to me, too. Right. I mean, I think the quest actually pushes it to make it look like he is. Most definitely. I don't know. I think you're going to be <coughs> very weird if you're, m like, in the morgue and you're a coroner. Yeah, I well, agree we're with talking that. <laughs> oh, I know, okay. But, like, yeah. I, I think a reverend is a little bit more acceptable than a coroner. Yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, for sure, I agree. I think dealing with dead people would be. Yeah, you would be an odd person to even want to do that. Right. I didn't even like dissecting frogs in I, biology. Absolutely not. I feel like people that work in morgues do not have a family life at home. Dude, I know people like that they go home and are on their own, I, maybe with a cat or dog. I went to school <laughs> with a girl and she was a beautiful girl. Uh her parents actually did that. They did it as a group, as a team, like both the mom and the dad. And she actually was dating my best friend at the time. And uh, ended up moving away because they had a job in Alaska where they were going to go up and do that kind of work. And I was like, I was creeped out. That's how, I don't know, hearing her talk, you learned a little bit about the the corpses, right. stuff you don't really want right. to know. Like I told you at work the other day, you know, what I told you, I think you remember. I won't repeat it, but yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of leads an insight to that. I think that makes it a little bit more acceptable, though, because you have somebody that you can share that experience with. If you are the only coroner, I feel like no matter who you talk to, nobody can relate to what the hell you're doing. Yeah, I couldn't. I yeah. agree. I don't I agree. know. See, like when I was in college, there was a girl that I went to college with, 
And um, she was actually going to be a coroner. And, like, they have to do a lot of, like, medical classes, like, almost as much as, like, a doctor. Well, that makes sense. um, You're the one diagnosing their death. And she seemed fine. Like, she wasn't weird at all, which was kind of weird, right? You know, you would expect her to be... Behind closed doors. She's a super... Super convincing sociopath. I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I didn't know her personally. Like, it wasn't someone that, you know, it was just somebody that I talked to while we were at college. Yeah, but just I a one-night stand. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> um, Justice. But, uh, like, she seemed <laughs> fine. Like, I mean, I only seen her at school, but, like, she seemed like an, any other normal person. I didn't even notice, like, anything was different until I asked her what she was majoring in. And that's what she said. And but I was think like, of the money that's you could make. I'm sure the money's really good because... Not too many people are going to want to do that. And I wonder if you have to like dissect the entire body if it was a gunshot wound and it's clear as day where that bullet went through. I mean, you stuff do <clears throat> toxicology reports yeah. and stuff like and that. Do you, but do you think you're on call as a coroner? Oh, I yeah. would assume, yeah. yeah. Somebody gets in a car accident or something, or, or it could be death. like it could be three eight hour shifts. See, my question was like to her was just like why. <laughs> of all the things that you could be if you've got to go to school to be almost a doctor why wouldn't you just be a doctor why would you want to do a mortician type thing she's just uh, i kind of have the answer for that now but that's just because of related incidences with covid i i couldn't work for the medical system i feel it's crooked but do they have separate people that get them ready for funerals, like dress them up and put the makeup on? Or is it all one person? I don't know. I, I don't think know. that would I'm be the sure. funeral home that does yeah, that. Yeah, I it? mean, the coroner doesn't do that. The The funeral person does. That's even creepier to Yeah. Me. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> so, do you guys want to invest in a funeral home with me? No. No. <laughs> not we my knew bad. somebody I'm not that. There. People are always going to die. Come no, on. Dude, That's I could, money. <laughs> I could not be around sadness like that all Mm-mm. the time i would be i would be depressed like yeah, yeah, I, would be depressed. I would be so depressed i wouldn't even want to you, you could you look at the the funeral directors i mean you know and and you think they have to I, it's like everyone around them sad you know they're constantly that's their mindset because if they're acting a certain way you know if they're a decent person they don't want to offend the people that are you know, using their business for their loved one that's passed. So it's just not for me. I actually know somebody that works at a funeral home and I disagree with that. Do you disagree with that? He, he's a pretty, I won't say he's like a optimistic type of person, but he's like, normal he's not on the depressed side or anything mm. like that i would I feel be like yeah i feel like i'd be depressed all the time could yeah. you imagine going home I can't no you know what maybe not because you would just become completely numb no well, maybe i yeah. could see that i'll tell you something crazier about that guy he lives in a part of the building attached to the funeral home that's yeah. a, a yeah, common that's, thing that's though. pretty is common. it common yeah, yeah. Oh, okay yeah you know <laughs> i i just I, don't, I don't visit funeral homes I don't understand, yeah. like, what do you, what would you do if you go home to, like, your wife or your husband and you're, like, you know, talking about work? Like, we go home and, you know, something fucked up happens at work and we're bitching, whatever, you know. And you go home, well, I had to deal with seven families today that had their loved ones die. Like, what the fuck? Like, how do you, <laughs> how do you go home and talk about that? Like, yeah. Because everybody's got to get it off their chest. I mean, I can't imagine being you know, a mortician or something and having to deal with people's families that have 
have died that you have to just, it's just an all day thing. Yeah. No, thanks. When my mom worked for a flower shop and I helped deliver flowers, a lot of them were two funeral homes. And that was, I believe that that was even weird for me. And I was like seven or eight, I think. Yeah. That would be disturbing. So you guys, you left the, uh, the, the morgue and you come out into the streets and your first spot that you go to is the the uh, wood, wood carver's uh, workshop, and you come to that gate, and Gus greets you. What what were your thoughts going into there? I thought we would find more evidence than you at did. more places more quickly, and it just did not happen to yeah. any of them. I don't know. I I was looking at it. I don't know. I guess I was lo- I've watched too many TV shows or something because I was like, I'm looking at it and and as a way like we're gonna go in, we're gonna find some kind of evidence. I figured that that would happen, obviously, but uh, I I was expecting it to be. I don't know. I guess like that revelation type evidence, like oh gosh, this is the guy, you know. But it didn't. Yeah, it really wasn't. It kind of went up to a peak and then we got there but it never really it it was more of a motive i think than rather evidence on who would have committed it what was it that loud no it wasn't okay. loud at all okay, i didn't I tried. Even hear it <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was more of a motive thing for that what well, was you suspicious of gus because at one point with the workshop opening the door you sounded rather suspicious. Like, what's wrong, Gus? Well, that's because, you know, he looked like, you know, when he looked in there, he was like, how did you put it? I don't even remember how you put it. Uh, I think he just kind of, a long face and kind of like, uh, just kind of like, it just brought him down. I guess the way that you you put it when we were playing, it made me, he was like you know shocked or or there was something like he went like you know white looking in there and and i'm like so what's what's the problem considering like when we went in there really wasn't wasn't that bad yeah so you guys travel through that area and then you end up going to uh eustace the corpse collector so eustace is an interesting character i like his name by the way yeah that comes straight from the witcher um so, what were your thoughts on Eustace Gaia? Uh, uh-uh. you didn't like him? No, <clears throat> no, not at all. He's super annoying and an asshole. Yeah, he was a piece of shit. Uh, I don't dislike him more than little Timmy, though. Really? So it's equal. <laughs> Yeah. See, I I find I like little Tim. Of course you do. I really do. I think he's hilarious. You have been tormenting me with him for, for three years. years. <laughs> I think little Timmy is worse than Eustace, and I wasn't even there for that experience. I love little Timmy. Little Timmy uh, is my favorite. Like Eustace seems like he's been through more shit. He's collecting dead bodies. Eustace seems like a fucking asshole, though. He is an asshole, but little Timmy's not. Well, I mean, he is, but <laughs> little Timmy. Timmy is a horny gnome. Come on, guys. Like, little Timmy at least makes me laugh a little bit. Eustace was just a 
dick. I highly Eustace consi- wanted me to kill him. I swear to God, I felt like killing. I highly considered killing Eustace. So what makes you hate little Timmy? Oh, I think seriously, you just tormenting me with, I don't know, the whole persona. Okay. Because I didn't know he was a gnome until we played. Right. But these past few years, you just go around and go, hello, Amber. <laughs> so the fun part about that was is you guys are kind of, you're, you're in the forest. So I thought that it made sense that if a three foot figure comes running up on you, the automatic assumption is that it's a kid. Exactly. So I, I, mean, I enjoyed true. that. So that was kind of where I derived that from. Cause I was like, it would make sense to where these guys could mistake this as a kid. Now you didn't like do any kind of like insight checks on him or, or any kind of, you know, like, uh, I want to do uh, any kind of check to try to figure out what the hell this dude is, you know? So I kind of rolled with it. I was like, this is going to be hilarious. <laughs> oh, gosh. So what are your, why do you hate little Timmy, Joey? I mean, I don't really hate little Timmy. <sighs> Finally, I mean, someone on little Timmy's side. He, I, I don't Because like he has him. a little Timmy. Trust me. I mean, <laughs> he's not my favorite character by far, but I do think he was probably the funniest that we've seen so far. I, I do enjoy listening back between yeah. our like dialogue because uh, I haven't liked little Timmy forever and it is kind of funny how like my character's mood changed when I found out you know that this is a full grown man <laughs> yeah. yeah mine too like when you said 36 and I'm like 34 34 34 <laughs> like how is he 34 I so yeah yeah. yeah, I thought that was fun, you know, because it's like you got this little horned dog gnome that's humping your leg, pretending to be a kid. I so, was very impressed with you, like, playing your character. Oh, you did phenomenal. Considering, like, how much you hate little Timmy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. 100%. Like, you, you could not tell that you didn't like Good job, little Timmy. <laughs> I thought first. my phone audio came through for a second. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't touch anything. Yeah, that... Uh, you you played it very well. Like you didn't yeah. you didn't take your outside feelings for little Timmy immediately into the game with you. So I thought that was pretty good. That was very good. And that's something that dad noticed too when he was listening to it. He said, you know, you did a really nice job with that and he said that, you know, Amber did phenomenal because unless you watch the bullshit episode where we we, we talk crazy and just have fun. Like you this. wouldn't know her feelings about little Timmy, but she has prior feelings about <laughs> little Timmy. Yes. So knowing that she feels that way about that douche <laughs> and then able to transpire it into her acting, into her character, it, it was, he give you props for that. So you hate him too, Justice. Why? I don't know. I just get an icky vibe from him. <laughs> an icky vibe? <laughs> an icky vibe. Minus me not, I'm actually pretty clean, Mr. Storm. Except for well. missing a hand and he's got liver da- damage. Not, and not anymore. No more. And leaving cum stains on unsuspecting me. women. <laughs> yeah. right. I love women. They are my favorite. Except for his mom. What felt so good about the leg? She doesn't have a hole it, it in her calf. It was one of those things where, you know... I just decided to give it a go. She might have been into that, Mr. Storm Sparkington. Gaia. You just never know. Were you into that? No. <laughs> She's not a fan of short guys. Yeah, I'm really not. Joey just barely, barely passes. You know, that's weird because my wife had that same thing too. 
She's not into short guys. It's a thing. Like it when is. you're taller than the average woman, like you don't want to look down on your man. That's weird. What's crazy is if you're shorter than the than average her, woman so. yeah. and you're looking down on your man. Yeah. <clears throat> Jay? No. <Nuh-uh. laughs> Sorry, Jay. <laughs> no, Jay, your girlfriend is shorter than you, and I respect you as a man. <laughs> I am taller you're old. than Amber, though. Like, yeah. uh, I am taller than her, so that goes to show you how much, like, you didn't have to be way fucking tall. To well, I mean, you're like an inch or two taller, but. How uh, tall are you? Uh, five, six. Oh, yeah, I'm plenty tall. Uh, yeah, duh. Okay. Yeah, I'm a few inches <laughs> Gosh. But I, I think it's that it isn't, I think if, even if you were eye level with me, that I would probably put a pass to the height requirement. So I'm a couple inches taller than you, but. But you can't tell if I have shoes yeah, on. Yeah, if you have, if she wears her shoes, like her shoes are very thick on the bottom. So like they add several inches to but her But not height. platforms. That's weird. Vanessa's just like. Just a hair shorter than I am. We're pretty much the same size. It's funny how much taller I am when I'm wearing like my work boots, and she's like in her yeah. socked feet. Oh man! Like I'm, I'm like, like oh. I'm probably, <laughs> I'm probably I instantly am like googly eye and so excited. I'm like, oh man, I'm looking up to you now. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the tallest person you've dated? How tall was she? Oh, I think Amber's probably the tallest one yeah. that I've ever dated. I dated a five eight girl when I was in high school. Yeah, when I found that out that I've been the tallest girlfriend, like, I'm just like. Oh, you say 5'8", like they're short. No, I'm saying, like, that's tall. Oh, that's the tallest. Okay. Yeah, that's the tallest one I've dated. Brittany's, gotcha. like, fucking 5'3". Right? That yeah, is true. Short. I did realize how <laughs> short she was. So, you guys, uh, you, you leave the woodcarver's shop, and you, you, you talk to Eustace, and you despise him. Not yeah. as much as you do, little Timmy. No, I despise Eustace Timmy. way more than little Timmy. We appreciate that, Joey. <laughs> and then you go to where Priscilla was attacked. Storm, the taboxi came on to your lion form. What, 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 what was going through your head there? What prevented you from just taking that kitty and... I don't like tabaxis in general. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why. They weird me out. Okay. I think they're sneaky little thieving bitches. Yeah, they can be. It's true. So, what were your thoughts on the tabaxi? To be honest, I don't even know what the fuck that is. So, I was just it, going with it's it. It's like a cat girl. It's like a cat person. <laughs> yeah, like like a cat girl. Real slender build. They're, a Leonin is kind of like a lion. And, like, the tabaxi would be like a... Tiger, kind like, of. Like a panther Did or you something just say tiger? Sort of tiger. Tiger. It's, it's a, a tiger. tiger. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Because, like I said, I didn't know what what it was so i was just yeah. kind of rolling with it i was trying to pick up on the pieces of what you guys were saying so just remember i'm very new at this so what caused you guys to attack with weapons and magic when the five brothers came up to you and they were they were fists up ready to brawl was that an error on my end did i not explain it good enough no, no. man i just think they just attacked. Attack. Yeah. Like, okay. You opened the door. So how did you feel when you popped his head like a pitbull and he was just <laughs> trying to avenge Priscilla with his his sister Tabaxi? Tabaxi. I felt empowered. Empowered. Ooh. And I felt like, ha, I just saved these two fools that are with me. <laughs> so we have possibly a, 
a, a bad streak going on here with Gaia. This will be interesting. Not a lunatic. I saved your people. life. She created you. You That's can't true. talk about your exactly. creator that way. Yeah. Sparkington, what were your thoughts? My thoughts are I need to delete Facebook Messenger to get anything to work. <laughs> <laughs> so after we leave that area, you guys, a guard comes up and tells you to come back. And you go back to the coroner. And he talks to you. And that's when you decide. To, well, actually, you guys decide to go to the hospital to talk to um, to talk to Sieg. You wanted to talk to Sieg and the doctor to report your findings. So in The Witcher 3... Patricia Vagelbud is not a character that you can save. And that is the one thing about that game that I I didn't like about that quest. So I implemented it to where if you guys would have rushed straight there and not messed around at all, you went straight to the corner and you went straight to the Vagelbuds, you would have been able to have saved that old woman. So that was something that I really wanted to implement because that is something that I always did not like about The Witcher 3. I wanted to be able to get to her in time. So with that being said, what were your thoughts when you got on the Vagobud estate and you went up to the room and the girl screamed and you found the older woman tied up on the bed that way and the killer just fleeing? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, at one point in time when I asked like how high up we are, uh, I have a climbing speed, so I was just gonna jump out the window and help Justice chase him, but that wasn't working out very well since he was on the other side. But um, I don't know. I, I kind of too late. I kind of expected her to be dead anyway, so it wasn't a surprise. My thoughts were I'm gonna catch this motherfucker and I failed at it. <laughs> yeah, well, it really what you weren't you was not meant to catch him because a vampire can turn to mist. So being that he was a vampire, he literally that's just where vanish. the motherfucker went, huh? Yeah, yeah he that's just bullshit. <laughs> he he led you to the point to where you believe that he was a humanoid and and vanished. That that was basically how that worked because the whole purpose of him was to, um push this murder off on the reverend that that was his that was his goal because he knew that you three were on to him and he was trying to push it off so i have a question for you about this so dude had killed people previously right a few people yes how did all of a sudden like a one or two day span this motherfucker just start acting uh it would well, have been yeah, the yeah. first one. I mean, was it, it felt like dead. he kind of sped up. Well, no, because there were people before. Yeah, there were people but before that. The people before that would have been beggars and just vagrants. Nobody really give a shit about. So, if you collect a corpse and there's no one that cares about you, especially back in that time frame or in that time frame, no one's gonna come looking. No, I just Where, mean like the first one that we investigated was just like yeah. it, it was done previous like we didn't he didn't do it while we were it was like a week before yeah so he really only killed like two people in the span of like a few well days. i thought when we talked to eustace it was like several that he had picked up that were those were guards that were slayed on the or like like bandits and that the guards had put down if you remember correctly i don't remember correctly <laughs> <laughs> so i found that very interesting you got anything to add? 
Nope. <laughs> so from there, we move on to you get inside. You're, you're talking to the coroner, and he tells you that he holds, holds off onto the autopsy. You go to the vagal buds, and from there, you learn cripple Kate's. Or, well, Cripple Kathleen's is what I refer to it as in this uh, this quest. And you get up there, and you're looking for Sweet Nettie. And you talk to your you guy. <laughs> Holy cow. And uh, all of a sudden, he points you in the direction, and you can hear the, the Reverend Nathaniel talking from outside the door. What What were your thoughts on that? I thought that the Reverend was trying to kill her. Like Right. Oh, for first. sure. Like, I mean, I think that's what it was meant to make it out to be, but absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was killing her and um uh, I'm not that upset that he got killed. Oh yeah, yeah he was a dirtbag. <laughs> so in the Witcher, once you get his information, I always killed him after I got his information that he had, and he would have led you to the warehouse where you would have found the actual killer. So then you you reunite with Sieg and Priscilla's getting better. Thanks to your cure wounds, her voice box completely healed, so she's able to be a performer again. Yeah, I was glad that I didn't just waste my spell on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, damn it. Yeah. I just wasted a spell so, slot for nothing. When you hit that, I was like, oh, shit. This technically brings her back to full stability, <laughs> and she's good. And I'm like, ah, oh, I, I can't. I got this negates the the purpose. So I was like, ah, but then when we got to the end, I was like, man, I really want that to do something because it should have done something according to the game rules. So I, I bent them a bit, but so if you had to rate that quest, so we took this quest from the Witcher three, a video game as I took it at, from the source. If you had to rate it on a scale from one to 10, one being the worst, 10 being the best, what rating would you give it? Six and a half. Six and a half. Why would you give it a six and a half? Because I do think that some of the open worldness of our homebrew stuff is better. Okay. But Fair that enough. still was fun to follow along a track that we just couldn't really get off of. Yeah. And it, it did have a fun feel to it in the moment, too. So we also run an open world game here, too, where you can do just about anything that you want to do. So that is definitely for sure. I, I, I could see that. Uh, Amber? I'd have to say a five, a five only because I'm not either either side. I'm not a big mystery person. And like I was talking to Joey about it because you kept asking us how I felt about it. But um, my problem is, is when it, even when I play this game and this is the first time, you know, I've ever done it. And when I watch movies or TV shows, I clear my mind and I am in it. Like, I don't want to think about it. I'm just going with the flow. I don't want right. to, like, think about who did what and all this crap. And I just let the story do its thing without me being involved, if that makes any sense. And going on what Justice said, the openness to the stories from hearing all you guys talk about your DM work and Janessa's and Cam's, I hear those things and it's that that's something that 
piqued my interest is something more original that you guys come up with because it just sounds like fun. Right. And I'm not saying that the the quest that we did was not fun or fun. I'm just kind of even about it. I don't side either way. So you're kind of, you're in the middle, and that's fine too because that that is a big thing. I I personally enjoy the open world. I can do what I want. I'm not on a narrow path, and I can't stray off of it. I enjoy that. Joey, I I'm kind of with justice probably a six and a half seven something like that okay and that's just compared to some of the other stuff that we've done um it definitely was not the funnest but it wasn't not fun at all like i mean i wasn't bored out of my mind but there was definitely i think less excitement than some of the stuff that we've done before for sure um i don't mind like the mystery puzzle solving type thing i guess um, cause one of the funnest ones that I think that we've done was, uh, was the Medusa. Oh, for um, sure. that's Medusa. still my favorite one. That was like some of my first shit I was a part of. Yeah. It was the chest where you had to come up with the keys. Yeah. Um, that was probably my favorite puzzle to solve in the game right. that we've done like with, as a group. Um, but like still with that, I'd still only probably put that one as maybe like an eight or a nine, like. And that was probably the funnest thing that we've done, like, as far as puzzle quest type thing goes. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, probably, like, six and a half, seven. Okay. Like, it could have been more exciting, I feel like, but uh, but it wasn't boring for me. I, I had a pretty good time with it. The direction it went and the turns it took were good, but personally, I would say use that if you're, like, having some troubles working ahead of us or something. Yeah. Other than that, I'd probably try to stick to what you do because you are good at it. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And that's another thing, too, for any inspiring DMs, you know, if, if you can run an open world game and let your players tell the story that and you're there to guide them along. That's very important. Everyone will have fun that way. So that concludes this episode of us just talking and having some fun and asking the group about the quest that they went on. And you got to hear that firsthand. So you can decide whether or not that's something that you would like to do in your game. And we will talk to everyone later. Thanks again for listening.